0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's Vindo with Robert Hollinshead. Uh, Bob, there's some uh, stuff per- percolating along. There could be a, a big big three strike. Um, have you experienced it before, or what can we expect, or what are your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, in six decades, you, you, you hit here and there, right? Uh, I think this one is a little bit weird. Uh, it's a little weird, right? Um, because... You know, we were just coming out of the other thing of of three years of insanity and, you know, no cars, no inventory. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's piling up inventory. Now, everybody's trying to give cars away again, uh, which is inevitable, right? Because as soon as you start piling up cars and you look out your window, you want to vomit because you can't park your customers' cars. There's so many cars on the lot. It's what went past a dealer down the street from me. you You know, you can't park another car in a lot. So um, that being the 180 opposite of what it's been, it, you know, and you have different, in many cases, different managers that uh, are now working there that weren't working there when things were normal and then went crazy. Now it's not normal again. Now you're going to actually recognize the personalities and the skill sets. So, like Nobody fights when there's big money in the bank and you know nobody's sick and things everything's everything's good it's only when something goes wrong that uh, you start to reveal like you, do you want to have this do you, you want to be with this cat when when somebody starts throwing hands and you're in a fist fight or is somebody going high hightail right so um in my estimation you know the strike in is in a certain way is is going to postpone the um uh, the revelation of who you actually got uh Operating your dealership and the modus operandi and so forth another thing when I mean, you think about this today it, it's the prices of cars are really the prices of a small house right I mean, you buy a row house in Kensington for eighty seven thousand but the pickup truck is one hundred and twelve you know what i mean so like it's uh, it's a little weird so every time you're looking at a navigator out on your lot it's that, that's not thirty eight thousand or fifty two thousand or something that's A row house in in West Philadelphia is what you're looking at there, you know what I mean? Um, So it's not floor plan, it's a mortgage payment. And the mortgage payment you're paying is what? I don't know, I guess they're paying 8% or something. So that car starts getting ugly, like really fast. And then when you got 100 of them sitting there, it gets like triple ugly. Um, and then you know you got to think about well we'll do more service work maybe uh, we'll charge more in finance or we'll sell some trick in finance or something because for sure up front you're gonna give it away I mean there's no doubt about that we the idea we'll hold we'll hold we hold the only weak people don't hold now the cat that's the the, the, the old lady that's actually the controller that's writing that check for the floor plan um, she ain't holding. I guarantee you that. And by the way, just so in case anybody lost their mind and believed that somebody runs a dealership other than the controller, <laughs> I don't I don't think you're paying attention to how things work, right? When that lady starts screaming, um, everybody gets a chill up their backside, and uh, they will do the dance. You, you, you see what I'm saying? You, there's no question in my mind about that. Uh, the big shot walk around out front with the fancy loafers and so forth that is the owner of the GM or something. Um, 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 he's definitely paying attention to what that person and you never see thats sitting behind the desk back there somewhere, uh, what they're telling. Them. And that floor plan check um, is starting to be like for real. You know what I mean? It's um, it, that has a lot of like repercussions all the way across the thing. Including, uh, well, we don't wholesale cars. No, you definitely going to be wholesaling cars. You, there's no question about that because you ain't got no place to park cars, uh, let alone start talking at we retail everything. You know, and you ain't even close to being the best end user. It's really weird. You know, this morning I woke up, I looked at my machine, and there's like eight or ten cars that we sold. You know, and of course, you know, it's a car that came from a brand that it's their brand. Uh, you know, let's just say it's a. Pick a name out of the hat. It's a Rover, right? And um, we bought it from a Rover dealer. And it's a low mileage, good color. You know, a white one with 20,000 miles. And you go into AccuTrade and take a look. You know, they were asking
0: 87,000
1: for it in June. And then in July, it was 82,000. And then in in, in August, it's, it, it turns out to be 8,000 less. And then all of a sudden, it's it's 67,000. Well, we paid 72000 you follow me? Wholesale, of course, anybody would know that. So that means a dealer and a, and a big brand dealer with a big brand, right, is asking 7000 less retail than what we would pay for at wholesale as a commoditizer and sell it the same second for a $3,000 advance. So that means that car got sold $9,000 over the retail ask of a brand-specific dealer. That's only one example, but it happens all day, every day. Um, you know, it takes you to the point where you stop and think about things. It's it's really weird. You know, the wholesale market is, is gargantuan, it's massive. Nobody thinks about it or knows about it because it's behind the thing and only a few people participate. But new car dealers don't even participate in auctions, like generally speaking. When I look at the number of people that are logged in for the day, and it's 6,000 people at, at the auction, and, you know, you got 2,800 people that, during the day, they were in your lane, and then you see who they are. And then you look to see who bid and who bought. Um, uh, and then you look at the total number of dealers in the country that actually, on a regular basis, take their time to go to an auction and try to purchase a car. It, there are no new car dealers that do that. I mean, so you're talking about a very small percentage, 12%, maybe, generally speaking. And the rest of the business is done by us animals you know used car dealers selling a the car there put his nuts on the line to buy the car take a chance with it gambler degenerate that we are to find a better end user after you bring it to the next level recondition do whatever you do to the car put them in an aggregated format so you have more eyeballs watching for the car right you're not wasting their time and then selling every single one of them win lose or draw right but who's who's actually participating Um you know, statistically, in our case, it's a very, very, and we don't sell junk. It's not like we're selling 110,000-mile slugs. Our average mileage car is 32,000. The average price is 42,000. So it's not cars that are just like ready for copart or something. You follow me? And when you stop and look at who it is that's participating, it's 100 percent, just about 100 percent, a used car dealer. You got to include other used car dealers like Carvana. They do bid on cars. They very rarely overpay for a car very listen careful next to never pay for a car or high and because CarMax was on the car they'll pay up to what it could be worth and you might even sell it we're going to sell it if nobody else has bidden. but they're definitely not paying too much so it ain't like it's a high-five because CarMax is in the lane it ain't like Charlie Caprera showed up and is, and is ready to let his balls out and just go home with 10 truckloads of cars no they that's an, an emotional thing that's not what happens but it is a used car dealer. It's it's not a franchise dealer. So if there happened to be a, a large buyer in a particular marketplace, um, that's not that's not franchise dealers. Franchise dealers are the source of cars, and generally speaking, the source of their own brand, of course, that they either have too many of them, they aged out, couldn't sell them, or they're trading 53 more exactly like it and have absolutely no appetite. It's the potato chip theory right it, it, you know you're not the best potato chip buyer at the at the grocery store if you just ate dinner if you didn't eat dinner and you just happened to stop the grocery store you might grab eight bags of potato chips right it's uh, exactly the same thing in the wholesale marketplace you you can't invite people to come buy your potato chips that have like lots of potato chips at home and uh, you know they're trying to lose weight right uh, uh, it's it's really weird the the when you think you know a little bit about how what we do for a living you know price by sell uh, uh, enable uh, liquidity and uh, you know all those things right how it relates to other things in your life it's very weird actually uh, and when we think about what, what this is going to happen with this, the shortage, theoretically shortage of cars, which that's going to take a while because there's still plenty of cars laying around these dealers lots. Uh, it ain't like there's some sort of shortage. Uh, um, how long that's going to be and then how long it's going to take for it to replenish. So you're probably, what, a couple of two, three months if it happens and when they stop and You know, like uh, when the shortage actually occurs, when's that? Then Halloween or something, maybe, because they definitely got 30 days worth of stuff laying around they can muddle through, right? Um, And then how comes out the other side. Um, It's not COVID, that's for sure. This ain't going to be no one year, two year thing where everybody lost their mind. And what really worries, it doesn't worry me, but I think about is what happens on the other side, when those lots really do load up and there isn't a world war or another disease or nobody, they're not happy working so they go on strike, when all of that things stop, right, and these cars start piling up, oh, wait, wait. And then we add the imbecile factor that everybody's going to be driving an electric car in 10 years
0: <laughs>
1: and you can't give them bitches away, right? And now the manufacturer, other than Tesla, because the guy's got a brain, he can modulate things a little bit differently than board of directors driven uh, entities where we're going to make the commitment and the dealer's going to spend. Listen to this. Very dear friend of mine, a Ford dealer, like like a friend, not not cars, but a friend. Right. Uh, So no guarded conversation. They're they're making them pay a million bucks to put the charging station in for cars that they can't sell. Nobody wants them. Um, Think about that. So it's a dealer. It's a guy. He's, he's, you know, not gigantic, but he ain't small. And uh, he's pulling a million out of his pocket. And don't forget, it's 8% interest when you start playing around with the cash, right? So, and now you're putting in things that nobody cares about. That's a difficult uh, pill to swallow, Sean. Don't you agree to that? I mean, if I'm in his shoes and you're sitting there looking at uh, cars up the gazules stacked on top of one another, can't park cars because they're, they're, they're jammed full of cars. And now you got the manufacturers making things that nobody on earth wants, uh, or a very small percentage of people that are going to save the world, right, uh, are, are going to buy. And you got a competitor like Tesla that is a complete wild man that could absolutely change the price of his cars any day he feels like it to crush you to crush you you follow me in other words it that don't look like a really interesting scenario to me that's weird uh, um i don't know just things that are floating through there probably nobody gives a flying piss about it but uh that that was on the on the top of the head this morning Shawnee.
0: I, yeah, what do you I'll think just, uh I'll just add one more thing to uh, dealerships converting over. So we always sell a bunch of uh, forklifts every year for a big industrial warehousing company. Anyways, all of a sudden popping in the lanes are these franchise stores starting to buy these forklifts because they got to move the batteries around their lots, right? So uh, do they need them? Who knows? But uh, they're stepping up and buying them. So just just another uh, an aside. So they're getting prepared
1: to over. move the batteries around, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. it's so, interesting. Anyways. So in your neck of the woods, Shawnee, are, are are people like just can't wait to get their electric car in their driveway, or is it kind of the same thing that I see everywhere I go? Nobody cares. Uh, is it is it is you have more environmentally theoretically environmentally astute people in, in, in uh, up in your neighborhood?
0: Lots lots of regrettable purchases we see, especially with uh, you know contractors <laughs> That's what I'm the electric. Yeah, yeah, so it's ha- it's happening fast. I know in California they had a they had a study one out of every 5 go back to uh, uh internal combustion engine, and it's probably even higher around my neck of the woods for sure.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, these are, these are like cards that are being thrown on the table, man, that I don't think anybody can predict. Nobody's smart enough. Uh, God couldn't predict what's going to happen. But to me, it keeps a certain degree of uncertainty in everybody's brain. That is not necessarily good for, uh, um, um, you know, your mental well being when you're invested in a business or you're, or you're doing business. I don't know. It's a little weird. All right, yeah. my friend. Everybody have a, a lovely week if it's possible. Have fun.